2: Hello and welcome to the Fat Lot of Good podcast. It's me, Helen Thorne. I'm a comedian. I'm a writer. I am one half of the scummy mummies. I just like to say I run slow, but I drink fast. And today I'm very thrilled to announce, I'm announcing this. My guest for today is Sharifa. Hello, Sharifa. Hello. My (laughs) Sharifa. Uh, you're a model and you're the co-founder of Shine for Diversity. Yes, that's me. Now, We know what modelling is, but what is Shine for Diversity?
3: So Shine for Diversity is my non-profit organisation that I created to encourage brands and uh, the media in general to be more inclusive of people of colour. Mm -hmm. So it founded in Australia and we're still pushing our our message Mm -hmm. just to promote diversity, inclusion uh, across all platforms in the media and just create equal opportunities for artists of all ethnicities.
2: Yeah. And so do you want to tell the listener about what your background is? So you're, so you were, have you been a model since, since, since forever? Since day one. Since day one. (laughs) Always (laughs) modeling. You came out modeling.
3: So I was, I think I was scouted um, when I was about, 21 or maybe because well, it was quite late mm-hmm. I was just walking along in Oxford circus and someone was like yo do you want to be a model and shut like, up does that actually happen yeah it actually happens but at the time I remember I think I was probably about a size 12 at the time and someone came up to me and was like I think you should be a plus-size model and I was really offended I was like oh
2: a you!" a 12 is a teeny mean?
3: size what do you mean I'm so Skinny? How could you say? Um, but then I—I I, it was a probably a period of time, maybe three or four months. People kept mentioning it to me. Yeah. I got given a couple of cards by different agencies, and eventually I went to an agency and I said, "Oh, okay then.
2: Can um, I do this? Will you give I me money this? for wearing clothes, exactly. please?"
3: And at the time, I was—I um, was in musical theatre, so I was auditioning in the day, and then I was moonlighting as a waitress at night um, in this—you know—those this dingy like a clubs. Film. It was—it was just like a movie, <laughs> and um, I was—you know—and I was like. I had, had no sleep and I wasn't making very much money at all. And I remember turning up to my first uh, modelling job casting and then like booking the job on the spot. And it was the most money I'd had in like 10 years or something.
2: Did they just give so it to you like in a money they gun? They just like, gave it to me. And,
3: <laughs> and I was like, well, I think I'll stay and do this. <laughs> oh <laughs> my God. I don't have to moonlight anymore.
2: And um. <laughs> yeah, and is it, I mean, you, you've you gone into the plus size modelling, but I mean, it is just modelling. I, I sort of do you have a problem with the word? Plus size at all, or is it something you, do, you own? Or um I know this is
3: a big topic of debate, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, the plus size thing. I personally have never had a problem with it. I think yeah. because you know, if you say to somebody, "I'm a model," and then. People haven't still have an idea of what a model looks like. Yeah. And so they kind of take one look at you, look you up and down, and that you can see their brain searching for the answer. Yeah. What does she mean? She says model, but she looks so different to a regular one. So it just makes life easier if you then quickly clarify, oh, I'm a plus size model, and then you know, they they're suddenly at ease and they go, Oh, I oh, see. You, you've made me feel better about now my prejudice. I know. <laughs> um, but if you actually try and say I'm a curve model, yeah. they're like, What's a Kirby model? <laughs> <laughs> you know they get really confused so yeah. i think that you plus size model is just the easiest terminology but i know that a lot of um curve women do feel offended or a bit upset by that word and yeah. why can't we just be called models at the end of the day we get paid the same amount mm. we do the same job we all in the, you know i very often work in a studio next to men and women of um you know we say straight size or regular size models and you know we're all there we're doing the same job so why do we have to be segregated i guess i can see that that argument but it's just never really bothered me yeah no that's
2: that's really good to know actually because it's it is one of those things that has come up recently when we're the world is changing and looking for diverse um sizes diverse backgrounds and it's like do we have to um label can't we just all be models together, basically. Now I'm getting ahead of myself a bit. So this is a podcast about bodies. So I'd love you to tell the listener how you feel about your body today.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I would say um, I'm 27. And I think I don't know if it's an kind of coming to the tail end of my twenties and I've, I've done this whole journey of self-discovery. I don't know if it's got something to do with that. Um, but at the moment I would say this is the best I've ever felt about my body. I am genuinely really comfortable with, um, My whole body and, and even like I really genuinely embrace the imperfections and the flaws. Um, I don't even see them as imperfections. I used to have this huge thing about the veins on my legs. Mm -hmm. You know, I have like those under the skin, you know, those ones that are going to become like the poppy outy varicose veins one day, you know, (laughs) and the doctor said to me when I went to see, like, oh, that's going to be a really big one. And (laughs) I used to get so upset about it. Um, I used to catch myself in the gym mirror or the yoga studio mirror. And I'd see the veins, and I would actually stop like tearing up because it really upset me. Mm. But now I look down at them and I'm like, well, it's just my body, and yeah. it is how it is. Um, so even things like the the veins and the cellulite, um, the stretch marks, I've really just become comfortable with them. Yeah. Um, I think it comes from a place of when I when I was at drama school, because many years ago I trained at drama school, so um, I was about half the weight that I am now I was probably about eight stone Um, I don't well I'm not quite eight stone now (laughs) what you know I was really really skinny and it was so hard for me to stay that way and I did have I definitely had an an undiagnosed eating disorder Mm. I went through on cycles of how few calories can I eat a day Um, I would count my tubes of pasta I would have only six tubes of pasta per week I would have I would try and have 100 calories per day and actually in my first year of drama school I lost four stone because um, I was it? quite big and yeah. then I lost all this weight and I was congratulated by my teachers for losing all this weight because I was at a school where, you were, where they were always focusing on your the size of your body. Um, the smaller you are, the more successful you'll be as a dancer. Um, and I had a scholarship to this school as well. So there mm. was a lot of pressure on me to achieve and perform well. Yeah,
2: And so I would definitely say that being there encouraged me to have a bit of an eating disorder absolutely because I've spoken to other actresses about this and they said they were encouraged not to eat like over the weekend just don't eat yep. you know yep. just slim yourself down a dress size Definitely, and, you know and if you're a size uh 10 you have to be a size eight and mm-hmm. we've talked about this on the podcast um and, and I just stylists. want to add that I actually had some teachers who would walk past me in the hallway if I had an
3: apple in my hand or a banana in my hand even something healthy they would take it out of my hand and they would throw it in the bin
2: Shut up. Yeah,
3: and that was the, and you think if you're really young and impressionable. Oh my God, just, I want
2: to hug young Sharifa. I know, I want to hug young Sharifa
3: too. And it was actually really hard to take myself out of that. It took me years to rebuild mm. that myself to the point of where I think only in the last couple of years, even though I'd my body is completely changed and I'm bigger now and I'm curvier now even to look at myself and say, it's okay that I look like this. Oh my god! I god, always I had cry. that little devil on my shoulder telling yeah. me that I was, even though I was being paid to be the size I am now yeah. I, and people were celebrating me for my size, I was still hating my reflection. Yeah. So, only in the last couple of years has my my relationship my body really truly changed and i really am comfortable with who i am now but
2: it's been a journey that is an incredible journey thank you for sharing that because that's i mean that's really powerful and i i know i know there'll be so many listeners thinking the same thing that they've had whether it's a teacher or a or their mom or their dad or or whoever has influenced them saying no you've only just lost a bit of weight i've had my own brother saying if you ever thought of losing weight you'd look so pretty but those things will, will go around your head in a loop yeah and that that will define your how you value yourself and it all comes down to the media really and how they portray
3: yeah. this idea of to be beautiful you have to be this size and you have to have
2: x y and z yeah
3: and it's just such a shame that people are still growing up and feeling this way
2: yes yeah. yeah I know and I wonder if you went back to the same college um, whether those teachers or that kind of ethos is still do you think? Do you think much has changed in that in the sort of acting and dancing world? Um, no, I don't think so. I actually, <laughs> <Like that>. um,
3: <laughs> I think it's it's, it's going to take many many years. So I don't know if it ever will change. Really, I mean, mm. um, I did actually when I was in Australia recently. I did actually meet up with my old um, teacher from my drama school, and she was <laughs> you know, bless her. She was lovely, but still very much the same. And she, I could kind of see her reaction looking at me, yeah. double the size, and kind of <laughs> she, oh wow. Well, you look, um, you look well. Isn't, it, isn't that, isn't Searching that? Searching for the words, oh the right words. God. Really in her head, she's thinking, wow, well, my gosh, you look like a whale.
2: Oh my God. <laughs> you, can, you can see the eyes, but sometimes the, the face, the face doesn't match the um, mouth. Yes, <laughs> exactly. the, the, wor- the words that come <laughs> out. We should, we should do a, some kind of uh, diagram where we have the word fat and then all the other words that people have said. Yeah. Yeah. To- <laughs> We'll workshop that people. We'll you get it You look well, well fed. It. Yeah. You look, yeah.
3: You look <laughs> like, happy. <laughs> the one, the one, that, the one, when we were doing the run the other day that me and G thought was really hilarious was um, people were, when we were running, people were saying, well done, you're so brave. Yeah. It was like, well, do do you tell the Victoria's Secrets women that they're
2: brave? <laughs> no. <laughs> just Bikini. for wearing their bikinis, you know. <laughs> I know someone said that to me as I, as I ran past. She said, oh, you're so brave. I said, uh, yeah, that's one word for it. Like, you know, like, Ellie and I get told that all the time when we get off the stage in our gold cat suits. Like, oh, you're so brave. We oh, did it. Yeah, I think you either mean insane or fat or yes, both. Yeah. <laughs> you exactly. mad fat witch. <laughs> yes, it's so true. It's so true. Oh my God. So, so this wonderful journey that you've had. Um, so you've had, you know, what would say almost abusive relationship, um, from, you know, people who you trusted. Like you're, go- you're going to college, you've got this amazing kind of scholarship. And then people are saying you've got to be smaller, you've got to be smaller, and that is perfect. I want to come back to the shine for diversity. Let's talk about your time in Australia. So you spent two years, was that right, in Australia yep, recently? Two years as a two years model in Australia. Yeah. Can you tell us about that experience?
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, well, I loved Australia. It's a really nice. You don't have to say that, even though I'm Australian. (laughs) (laughs) I love your country. I love love your country. Please don't hurt me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, I I really loved Australia. I think stepping off the plane in Australia, my initial thought was looking around, where are all the black people? Yep. I (laughs) did think that. Uh huh, yeah. Um, To the point of where. I would, when I would see another person of colour, um, or particularly a black person, it would be like a. Jambo (laughs) kind of situation. Uh, I think I remember actually getting onto one of your fabulous double-decker trains in Sydney and seeing somebody on the top deck and they saw me and we we locked eyes and then they just went, hello, my sister. (laughs) I was like, hello. You know, I don't even talk like this. I'm British. Why am I suddenly from Africa? I don't know. Oh, my God. But um, Australia was, I expected it to be so much like the UK. Yeah. But in fact, it was it was really deceiving because it's like you guys look the same as us yeah you know in terms of you know a mostly white population Mm -hmm. your culture is very similar to ours but in so in some ways so different as well yeah the banter i love all that i love the accent i mean i just love the aussie accent (laughs) i like all the words now are fair dinkums mate you know (laughs) very very good accent thanks very much mate um You know, oh yeah, oh my so- god, it's like Nicole Kidman's in the room, right? Exactly, mate. Right. So I tell you something. So <laughs> I like the Aussies as a as a a group of people. I like Aussies, but I did find it difficult being mm. being there in my first three months or so. I felt really out of place, and mm. um, I- people were staring at me a lot. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think just seeing like a size eighteen. Mixed race woman with a giant afro walking down the street, like feeling perfectly comfortable. I yeah. think people were just shocked, yeah. like to see that, and it was rare that I saw another person that had a same look to me. But it actually really worked my to my advantage because. Australia, the Australian market was trying to be more diverse Okay, which is wonderful trying to be more diverse I mean yeah. just trying trying we're not saying <laughs> um,
2: it, they've got there yet but yeah. there was, but there was an, you felt there was an effort to change definitely. They were definitely, the landscape of, of models exactly and, and, they were really gunning for it and so that was great
3: because I worked a lot because mm. of it um, but in saying that I worked a lot but in a very kind of tokenistic Right. I would be it would be me and then nine other so it would be nine white girls yeah, and then one of me and then (laughs) when I and why am I here and then when I'd get there it would always be there would always be problems with how to style my hair no one would know how to style my hair I had people I had makeup artists refusing to style my hair on set um fuck off and storming storming away when they saw me and not wanting to deal with me because they don't want to or you know why didn't anyone tell me I was going to have to you know or they'd touch my hair and look like they were going to cry shut up but then on the other on the other end of the spectrum there was so many um, hair and makeup artists who I've become amazing friends with who were like I'm going to be really honest. I've never dealt with your hair before. Can you tell me how what yeah. to do? And they've gotten in there and they've done their best. And after two years of working with them, they're like afro experts now. You've changed um, lives, babes. Yeah, I've changed lives, mate. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think for me, I particularly found it just really shocking um, in the media, particularly just to see when you turn on the TV, like rarely any. Aboriginal well, Indigenous yeah. people Um, which is strange considering it's an Aboriginal
2: Indigenous yeah, they, country. they They own that country. That's yeah. their country. <laughs> but As he... I tell my children I say you know it's only it's only been a white country for a couple of hundred years mm-hmm. the Aborigines had it's it's been there forever, yeah, millions of years. Yeah, that's their country, and we we are visitors. Yeah, and
3: it really felt like there was there was absolutely no representation for them in a positive way whatsoever. No, I found that really really hard. And I um, volunteered for six months at the Indigenous Literacy Foundation, mm-hmm. um, and I was helping out with their social media. And when I was there, I was I learned a lot about the um, Indigenous culture and. Um, kind of what they've had to deal with and also how they're being treated today mm. and um i did find it really tough and really heartbreaking and and a, f- a few comments i even had about i remember specifically i remember somebody telling me oh you don't understand you know the indigenous people the aboriginal people they're just a bad race
2: Fuck, yeah. oh, <laughs> and god. here's me
3: like trying my hardest to hold it in, and this would be at events and you no, know in places where you just can't really speak your mind, yeah, appropriately, <laughs> yeah. be appropriate. So I did find that really, really tough.
2: No, I, I because I grew up there until I was 27, so your age, um, and and then as soon as I moved to the UK, I went, oh my fucking god, that country is really racist. And just looking back, and like we, um, from my year six play, we blacked up. Uh, oh yeah, nice, nice, lovely, yeah, yeah. Lo- love it. Uh, there, there was the Jackson Fives where yeah. people wore afros and <laughs> paid themselves back and I was like, "That's not okay. No. How is that all right?" It's not okay. It's not okay it's at like, all. Y-
3: you know, being there, I basically felt like a novelty toy. Yeah, everything that I did, everywhere that I went, the comments that I got. I mean, I even <laughs> just before I left Australia, a f- few so it would be three months ago now. This is about four months ago, I got into an Uber. I was on my way to the hairdresser, mm. and I got into an Uber, and the uber driver said oh where are you off to mate i'm gonna try and do my australian I go, okay, please 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 <laughs> like, oh morning mate where, where are you off to mate i said oh i'm just going to the hairdresser he went, oh thank god for that your your hair does look really fluffy really frizzy <laughs> doesn't it and i said well i mean oh i'm not god. going to get the texture changed i'm going <laughs> to get the cut the haircut and then he said do you, do you know what you look like so here's me thinking <laughs> Thinking, okay, he's going to try and reference the only like black person he can think of. So it'll be Tina Turner. Yeah, It might be Khalees or whatever. So I'm I'm all right with that. I've had that in the past.
2: You're prepping yourself.
3: You're preparing. And he went, you look exactly like my sister's gollywog. No! (laughs) Oh my (laughs) God! You look exactly like, and then he carried on. He said, the big big round hair, the big smile and face. (laughs) And so I actually filmed this and I put it on my Instagram and and I had must have had like 200 comments on my Instagram stories like, what is this guy saying? And I tried to explain to him really like politely and casually, just so you know, sir, it is quite inappropriate and offensive that you say, he's oh no, I'm just an Australian man. You know, you can't say anything these days. Then he went on to talk about how um Sorry, how I'm his- just picking my jaw off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking um, hell. He went on to say how he is his favourite drink is a Black Panther and he went into a bar once and he asked for a Black Panther to this black man and then he said, I would like the drink that looks the same as you, a black panther. <laughs> Fuck, and then he couldn't understand why the barman was offended. And it's just, you know, it was just a lot. Jokes, like, man, just jokes, man. Just jokes. I'm just an Australian man. I'm just saying like Good it is. You know what I mean? Just like it is, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. The so, world has got to change. It has, yeah.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile.
3: I had a couple of things as well where I went into a bar once and some chick ran up to me and like grabbed my hair and said, I'm really sorry, but those guys over there bet me to come up to you, grab your hair and say, I'm Foxy Cleopatra. And there was this whole group of, t- this whole table of people just mm. laughing at me or oh, on all oh. my friends, all my friends were there like fighting my corner. Like my, my friend, my friend Dane, who's amazing. He's like a proper like camp Australian. He was going over there and he went, you guys are racist. <laughs> Get out! <laughs> like ordered them out of this bar, and then you know. But the thing is, where you have some people like that, you also have some people who really, Angels. Yeah. yeah, who who are really like sickened by it, and mm-hmm. and are shocked and horrified that people in their country would behave like that. Yeah, and I do think you can get the same thing in the UK as well.
2: Oh, yeah. absolutely! And look, you know, um, we're not just Australian bashing. Um, yeah, and also, you know, some of my best friends are Australian.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Australian. <laughs> my family are Australians.
2: <laughs> yeah. We're not all cunts. And- (laughs) Absolutely.
3: And, you know, and I would say when I say this about Australia, I would never want people to think I don't like Australia because I actually love Australia. Yeah. And that's the very reason I created Shine for Diversity, because I wanted it to be a better, a a more inclusive place. And when people, you know, young people growing up in Australia who are of colour can actually look at the media and see representations of themselves. Because, you know, as Beyonce said famously in her documentary, if anyone's seen it, um, you know, at the end, there's a beautiful quote and it says, "You, you can't be what you can't see. Yeah, And that's absolutely true. I think you mm. need to have these positive representations of yourself, um, you know, in the media and on TV and
2: uh, in the films and in magazines to be able to say, well, I could, they did it, I can do it. Yeah. So No, that's incredible. And I think I think that's it. And we had um Natalie from Starmie Sunday on. And oh, she was you. I yeah, love her. She yeah. she was amazing and she said, Look, when she was growing up there, there was no one that looked like her and yeah. she wanted to make her afro flat and mm-hmm. is, that, is that the right word to say straighten not flat <laughs> Flatten <in> her Afro <laughs> Sorry That's the look That's the look. Flat Afro <laughs> Sounds like a bear. It's like it's like flat earth theory, but a bit different than flat afro theory. <laughs> Such a cunt I'm Australian, all right? Oh God, it's got so so pear shaped. Anyway, straighten her afro. I'm a terrible person. Sorry, Natalie and everyone with afros. Um. So, uh yes, she was saying that there was no one that looked like her, and and now that her daughters are growing up, they're saying it's so important to them, and they get excited. That mummy, that girl's got an afro, and that girl mm. looks like me, and yeah. uh, and you feel a sense of value, and there's mm. and it is so important, and that you don't just see white faces every day. It is so important,
3: and. Um, I mean, I don't know if this is a question that you have for me in the future, but um something that I'm creating at the moment, I just um did a little partnership with the Afro Hair and Beauty Show Live, mm-hmm. which was on last weekend in Angel. And it's an amazing black hair convention. And I went and I did some filming for Shine for Diversity. And our next campaign is is highlighting the um the. All the different um, black hairstyles, and that, that you actually never see in the media. You know, you very often just see like two hairstyles for a black person. It would be like a straight hair wig, mm-hmm. that shaved off no hair look, yeah. or it will be like an afro, but not an afro that necessarily sticks up. It will be one that kind of curly, floppy, downy, bounces around, yeah. a more kind of Eurocentric version. Yes. Um. And so, yeah, the the idea of our next campaign is to talk about all the many different hairstyles you can have in black beauty and why they should be represented more in the media rather than just like one or two looks or yeah. kind of a stereotypical black girl with straight hair or black girl with a bouncy downy afro. Yeah, There's like it's 10 a, other looks yeah. <laughs> that nobody ever sees.
2: Exactly. And there's a fantastic Instagrammer called Freddie Harrell who mm-hmm. has her own um, afro hair products. And she did a thing for Stylist Magazine, I think, and then she went around to different hair um what am i saying hairdressers in london and she sort of did secret filming and like can you cut my hair and so many people yeah. refused to cut her oh hair. yeah i've had that i mean <laughs> that's been the story of my life even in
3: here when i was over in australia i had a really bad haircut oh my gosh it shouldn't be like that mm. you shouldn't be such a challenge to just be who you are yeah. as a person of color yeah it shouldn't you know or, or this idea that you have to change yourself to fit into a more eurocentric kind of white mold to be accepted yeah um which I've kind of
2: had trouble with in the past a lot within my job yeah and and feel like you have to apologize I'm really sorry my hair is difficult for you no you're not skilled enough for my hair yeah and they don't even teach
3: this is another thing with afro hair or uh, black hair in general they don't even teach it in the syllabus mm. in, in in most um like hair schools mm-hmm. over here and also in Australia so a lot of people a lot of hairdressers that I meet along the way and it went for and I work for some you know big well-known brands and most of their hairstylists have, have never touched an afro or if they have they've got one product and they don't really know how to and it's not their fault I'm not yeah. blaming them but also they you know how on earth can we be showing this in the media if the people don't even know how to deal with the hair or the skin tones you know that yeah black people going and trying to, you know, you have makeup artists that don't even have darker the, shades yeah. or foundation. And it's like black, black girls are having to bring their own foundation to big campaign shoots. They're, they're getting paid like 10 15, pounds £15,000 for. And somebody doesn't even have your shade of makeup. It's like, what? Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, things, th- things need to change. Yeah. What's happening next with you, Sharifa? What, what, so obviously more work with Shine for Diversity. And what campaigns can we see you in coming up? Have you got some brands you're working with or...? things you're doing yeah so
3: at the moment i'm really i'm really focusing on um shine for diversity i'm i'm back here now um having been out of the london market for a while so i've kind of been building up my my new lovely client base i've been working with some some nice people recently like um monsoon accessorize and a few different people but um yeah i I think it's a good question actually what is next for me (laughs) yeah um Oh, what's the answer? What would you like to do?
2: And because I know when we were before, when we we're getting a terrible coffee uh, in Old Street, you were saying you'd like to do some more presenting work. Yeah, I
3: did quite a bit of presenting, more work talking in Australia. stuff.
2: I'm doing the talk, the international sign for talking. I'm, I'm moving my hands about. <laughs> you'd like to do
3: some talking? Yeah, things. definitely. Like presenting has always been something that I've dabbled in, and I think I'll be moving more into presenting mm-hmm. over the next, um, well, hopefully the next few months. Yeah. So, um, yeah, doing a bit more of that, uh, working on Shine for Diversity, just pushing the campaign and trying to encourage people to um, share the message but also understand that people of colour are not always complaining like angry black people complaining about like we're not in anything Mm. it's (laughs) it's not like that it's it's about trying to create a more inclusive society overall Mm. that's the thing for me I think that's probably what I'll be up to for the foreseeable
2: future and oh my god I've completely forgotten to say this Two days ago, Sharifa and I ran 10k. We did. We've been fucking banging on about it for weeks and now I haven't even (laughs) could not shut us up about the fact we ran in our pants. (laughs) Can we, can we quickly mention that? So we, um, we were part of a thing called Celebrate You, which was the Vitality 10k in London. And that happened on the uh, 27th of May and nearly a thousand women ran in their knickers and bras and we were just fucking awesome. How did you, how did you feel? Oh, it was incredible. I loved it. I didn't... Um, expect
3: it to feel quite as, um, overwhelmed as I did on the day. But even just getting there, you know, when we were in a little tent at the beginning or getting changed and stripping off and to see all these women like just stripping off and we're all just there, you know, we all laid it bare. Um, it was quite a warm day, wasn't mm. it? I didn't expect it to be so hot. I got, I
2: got some, I got, I got a bit of, you can see, ah, I mean, you can nice. see it. The Lister can't yeah. it's fucking oh, yeah. audio. I got a nice, I got a nice burn on me chest. That was nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was really hot. It was, it was really a- hot and the pollen count was really hard. Eight pollen, literally the whole, whole, time. <laughs> <laughs>
3: the whole
2: way around. Yeah. yeah, so I actually I barely spoke for, yeah. for like two hours because I just yeah, every
3: time I was like. <laughs>
2: The whole I wish time. the Queen would sort that out. It was it was it was a real inconvenience having was, all that pollen yeah. in my mouth.
3: But it was incredible. I was running with um I kind of had my fa- established my little pod. Yeah. So I was running with like Giovanna, um Andrea McLean um from, from Loose Women, um Anna from the running channel, and we had our little like pod and it was amazing because I was like <laughs> right at the back of this little pod the whole time. Yeah. And they're both they're all looking at me like, Come on, Sharifa, you can do it. And I, a few times I actually thought I'm going to faint. That's yeah. it. But but Anna from the running channel by the way if anybody and I said this on my Instagram yesterday anybody who wants to get into running go to the running channel and, and check out some of her videos because she coached me through that 10k Fantastic. Every every time I thought I was going to fall over she'd, she'd just look at me and say Sharifa head up one foot in front of the other breathe <sighs> breathe you can do it and she really got me through I wouldn't have done been able to do it and then just at the just before we got to the finish line I think it was 50 meters we all looked at each other and said right guys are we going to sprint then we sprinted to the end and then when we sprinted to the end and we got there Jessica Ennis was standing there (laughs) what the Olympian the Olympian Jessica Jessica Ennis was just standing there and embraced us in a group hug and I'm like what is going on here your life is a fucking film my life is a movie (laughs) this is the best day ever Um, so it was Really incredible. I have to say, I'm feeling quite thawed Yeah,
2: yeah. At the moment, but me, me and my thighs um, are not happy with me. Right. But, yeah.
3: Uh, me and Jada went for a lovely infrared sauna yesterday. Oh, uh, yeah. So. What does that mean? It's like a microwave. Yeah. <laughs> you basically like get inside it, and it cooks you from the inside. It makes oh, lovely. You sweat, and like it was just really nice. Oh, yeah. excellent. That's what it means. Sounds almost <laughs> sexual. Okay, yes. great.
2: Anyway, running <laughs> chat done. Okay. Now I'm going to finish off the podcast with a bit of quick fire round are you ready Sharifa yeah let's go first question what makes you feel sexy what makes me feel sexy um I really think makes what makes me feel sexy
3: is being able to be the true version of myself mm-hmm. you know being able to wear my hair natural um you know Good good skincare routine, nice pair of knickers,
2: um, you know, a comfortable pair of trousers. I've got my Simon Cowell trousers on She's today. She's got a lovely height and now because now, there's some <laughs> curvy ladies listening there and a lot of people follow me on Helen wears a size 18. What jean would you recommend for a size 18 lass? What brand? Yeah, what brand? I'm
3: currently wearing, um, what is this brand called? Juno Rose. Juno Rose. And I think they're quite good. And I also, um, I've been working with um, New Look recently and I would definitely recommend
2: that they've got a good pair of jeans as well plus size gals thank Um, you for that little tip nice so that's what makes you feel sexy good knickers fresh face yeah amazing hair excellent good what's your most favorite thing to put in your body Sharifa
3: (laughs) I like this one good (laughs) I
2: like when (laughs) the guest compliments my questions
3: (laughs) um do you know what I have these things they're called like I think they're called Kegel balls. Oh, yes. Right? And they're like these two little balls Mm -hmm. and you put them inside. Up you. Up you. Yep. And they basically make everything a bit more like... Ooh. like
2: a little exercise like a yeah like a, like
3: a little clinching clenching exactly. thing exactly and then when you finish you pull them out and then you um you do that every day and you mo- you have like different weights on them and oh. so you move up in a weight class you know oh. so i'm currently on like a low weight but you yeah. can become like a medium weight heavy weight
2: then you've got like a like your guns in your vanny exactly your vanny. <laughs> in your vanny that's a new one i haven't heard it called that before wow so that's got, my
3: favorite thing i got them from um what is it honey birdette
2: oh yeah another good tip i'm gonna put these in the show notes mm-hmm. ne- new look jeans new look jeans <laughs> kegel balls can you sell some kegel balls kegel balls kegel balls, kegel balls. Kegel balls. sorry <laughs> it's my accent can't blame <laughs> me i'm an australian i'm <laughs> just an australian man oh, right. i'm just gonna put that on a t-shirt <laughs> well, i'm an australian man i can get away with fucking anything um most embarrassing body moment sharifa
3: do you know what? Like <laughs> most embarrassing body moment. I think I have them regularly. Yeah, I'm that person who, if you tell me a funny enough joke, I will fall onto the floor and be in stitches for about 10 minutes. And naturally, every time that happens to me, I just pee. Just a t- teeny bit just of pee. Just about five or 10 milliliters. <laughs> so I think I have a body. I know I, I tend to get into these laughing fits at least once a week. So yeah. At least once a week, I've wet myself. <laughs> I mean, I that's,
2: love you just being honest
3: <laughs> I have a strong feeling this is why I'm still single no dishonesty I'm married and I wet myself
2: almost daily so Perfect. don't, worry, don't Perfect. worry I've had the coughs recently and I I had to go through I went through three pairs of knickers just to just <laughs> try to make you feel better I was like it was like the first few coughs are fine but it's the it's the surprising big cough at the end you're like oh damn it Oh no! Like it.
3: <laughs>
2: I was having such a good day oh it was dry up until then <laughs> shit <laughs> oh, dead. <laughs> Fat facts. Oh, I thought I'd do running facts because we've, we're we're now technically runners. Yeah, I think I, we, I'm we, a we can say that now. Yeah. Did you know that 60% of women feel more attractive while running? Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. You yeah. Know? I actually did feel quite... Do you mean like the whilst you're actually doing it? Whilst you're running. Doing you feel, it. Yeah, so 60% yeah. of women say they feel more attractive while they're running. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, and 80% of men say that? So, But I think that's, a, that's such a man thing, though. Men it's, do look quite attractive
3: running, yeah, though, don't they? Everything, yeah, you know, like, oh, oh, Hello.
2: Yeah. And do you know most people straighten up when they see the opposite sex... Coming towards them, would you? Would you agree with that? Right, so, like, you know, you suddenly like put your shoulders back, put your tits out, heads up when you see uh, a hot guy coming towards you. Depends how far into the run I am. <laughs> otherwise you just don't
3: fucking <laughs> care because like crawling about, over like about 8k and I was like my arms and legs <laughs> were flailing
2: around and my head was down <laughs> well, I needed runner Anna with me I, I, yeah you did the problem with my run I did it quite slowly but I really needed a piss from the get go <laughs> and then I was, then I felt like my fanny was falling out and I was going into different cafes along the way so I, was, I took an hour and a half to get there I probably would have been a lot going quicker going into cafes were you just going and getting coffees or something yeah yeah just uh, got a latte <laughs> quick focaccia um Quick for catcher. Little oat muffin. Um, and then people were like, did you just get a coffee? I was like, no, my vagina was falling out and I had to tuck it back in. <laughs> <laughs> and then they kept running away from me. Um, and then I needed to do a poo, but then I couldn't do a poo. Right. And then, yeah, so I, I, I was just having a lovely time, basically. <laughs> uh, and I took a really long time. Now, now finally, I want one more fat fact is yeah. that orgasms increase if you're a runner. Apparently your, your orgasms increase by 26%. Okay, <laughs> I mean, you're, how they how they quantify this? How how is it is it a better orgasm or your, orgasm more frequently? I don't know, but it got, is it you
3: have more orgasms because you're more attractive? Yeah, because you've been running
2: more so and your you're body's fitter. more toned, so you're attracting more people to you to bring you more Ooh, orgasms. Or, or maybe it just happens in the park. You're just running around, fucking <laughs> everyone. <laughs> You're more attractive. You're putting yourself out there. That's really what you were doing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. You were, I'm I was just going screwing to everyone. The cafe to go to the. I took toilet. out a drummer. I took out someone in a choir. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the loveliest things actually doing that run was that there were choirs. There were, I mean, that's what you need every day when you're running around the park. Just random choirs and <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> steel drums. They were helpful, I, yeah, they were great. I loved them. Oh, that was great. All right, we're nearly there. We're nearly there, listener. Now it's time for the Hall of Fat Fame. <laughs> Hall of Fat Fame, Sharifa. Who makes you feel fabulous? Who should be in the Hall of Fat Fame? The Hall of Fat Fame. I love Adele. I feel like Adele yes. should be in the Hall of Fat Fame, although she's not as curvy as she used to be. Is no, she no. But she's. I think she's a curvy champion. Yeah. Like, like I, I love that the two biggest people. Uh, Not literally, but the two most successful singers in the UK at the moment are Adele and Ed Sheeran. So it's sort of a big curvy girl from South London and a ginger. That's it. Like they're not, they're not, you know, your classic kind of hotties. Hashtag But they are fucking hot. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yes. Adele, definitely. We love you, Adele. Yes. And then finally, it's time for Vatspiration. What is your mantra? What do you live by? Embrace yourself. Really love all your
3: imperfections. I think Mm -hmm. as soon as you start loving your imperfections, you'll stop seeing them as
2: imperfections.
3: Yeah. You'll start just seeing them as another part of you, and you will definitely feel more beautiful, be able to embrace yourself.
2: Unbelievable. Sharifa J, you are amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. We have come to the end of the podcast. I'm so sad. <laughs> Thank you so much. Now, Thank where can you. how can people follow you? Where can people follow you? What's your handles, etc.? So you can follow
3: me at uh, Sharifa underscore J. Um, and you can also take a look at our page, Shine for Diversity. Our hashtag is Shine Four diversity. That's a a number four, yes. Number four. So you can take a look there and um, check out some of our uh, our short documentary on um, IGTV as well that talks about what Shine for Diversity is and, and what we're trying to achieve in the industry.
2: Excellent thank you very much now you've been listening to the Fat Lot of Good Podcast it's been hosted by me Helen Thorne the producer is Emma Corsham hello this is the new producer hello producer Hum is now working somewhere else she's fucked off she's left me uh, but now I've got a new lover so that's good anyway the music you've been listening to today is by John Thorne and the jingles by Simon Toner please do rate review and subscribe uh, and thank you for listening once again excellent I think we're going to end the podcast there you've been a wonderful listener You person listening. Okay, bye! (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?